Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to episode three of the Michigan Sports Truth Special Report Edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips, along with Louis Tenor. Follow our podcast. Michigan Sports Truth on Twitter at Michigan underscore Truth. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips and like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. You can call in at 724-444-7444. Again, 724-444-7444. The call ID is 145-650-POUND-KEY. 145-650-POUND-KEY is the call ID. Just a couple Lions signings. The Lions have signed former Seahawks tight end Luke Wilson to a one-year $2.5 million contract, according to NFL insider Adam Kaplan. The move comes after a week. The move comes a week after the team released the the, the Lions released Eric Ebron, shaving his $8.25 million salary off salary off its books. Luke Wilson caught 28. Luke Wilson at age 28 caught 15 passes for 153 yards and four touchdowns for the Seahawks. Started seven of 16 games, serving primarily as Jimmy Graham's backup. He received a grade of 48.2 from Pro Football Focus for the 2007 season, 43rd among tight ends. In his five-year career, all at the Seahawks, the fifth-round pick notched 89 receptions for 89 receptions for 1,129 yards and 11 touchdowns. What Bleacher Report's Timothy Rapp is saying is, while Wilson represents an upgrade as a run blocker over Ebron, he isn't as dynamic in the passing game. He'll compete for playing. He'll compete for playing time with Michael Roberts for playing time. That's what it says. He'll compete for playing time with Michael Roberts, though the Lions could also seek to add another tight end in free agency or the draft. May I add, to fill up their roster. They have enough tight ends on their roster. And then the Lions signed former Tennessee Titans and Denver Broncos defensive tackle Sylvester Williams. Michael Rothstein headlines, space-eating Williams comes with risk. He grades it a B-. Detroit needed to add experience on the interior of its defensive line and had to improve its run defense after departures in free agency and struggles in the second half of last season. Williams should help, but he doesn't come without risk. 
what it means, the Lions had to find a replacement for, for Haloni Nada, who signed a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champs, in the six foot three third in the six three three hundred thirteen pound Williams. They get a space eater in the middle who is good against the run. It could also help salt Detroit's pass rush woes if Williams can create enough attention in the middle of the line to help free up defensive end Ezekiel Ansah or Ziggy Ansah and Kerry Hyder is returning off the injury list finally. Williams, a two Williams, a two thousand thirteen first round pick has Super Bowl experience with the Denver Broncos and under and understands what it takes to be part of a top-rated defense. It's a sign that could be an improvement over what Detroit had in Nada, Haloni Nada, that is, and makes the Lions younger at the position with a 29-year-old Williams. What is the risk? This will be Williams' third team in three seasons, having gone from Denver in 2016 to t- to Tennessee last season, and now Detroit. That should be a concern. He's also not a great pass rusher, so the Lions still are going to have to find some help in that area. How big of a risk this deal is will depend on the numbers, particularly with other defensive linemen, particularly Jonathan Hankins still on the market. Rothstein also grades Luke Wilson a mid-range C, Like I said, 89 career catches for 1,129 yards and 11 touchdowns in five seasons with the Seahawks. 22 catches and 362 yards, both in 2014. So Timothy Rath considers Luke Wilson a great a good blocker over Ebron, a better blocker over Ebron. But Rothstein writes if Wilson if Wilson's blocking becomes an issue, this signing might not look great. But if he can show more as a receiver than he did in Seattle then it could be a bonus. That's the big question. Could his role with the Seahawks have been expanded, or is this what he is as a player, a guy who fills out a role but won't be a big-time difference maker? The Rothstein grades other Lions signings. Garrett Blunt, B-plus, Zach Zenner, re-signing, mid-range C, Kenny Wiggins, offensive lineman, mid-range C, Deshaun Sheed, B-minus, Nick Ballore, mid-range C, Nevin Lawson at cornerback, the re-signing, B-minus, Devin Kennard, B-minus, Christian Jones, mid-range B, Davon Wilson, their safety, mid-range B. That's it. So, looking at the Detroit Red Wings 
draft watch, the dysfunctional dead things draft watch. In other words, the Coyotes demolished the Sabres 4-1 to in Buffalo. The Canadians lost to the Penguins 5-3 to in Pittsburgh. That's it. Two other games going on. Lewis will have them both in his National Sports Report coming up next. The Arizona Coyotes have have now jumped to third worst in the NHL. Over the Vancouver Canucks, Coyotes have 61 points, Canucks 59, Sabres 58. The Coyotes are now two back of the Ottawa Senators and three back of the Canadians and four back of the Red Wings. Tomorrow night, Coyotes at Hurricanes at 7. Oilers and Senators at 7.30. Capitals at Red Wings, 7.30 on NBCSN. Canucks and Blackhawks, 8.30. And that is it. So... A, bad, a very bad team playing against another bad team, in this case, is actually a good thing. Because there, there are better odds that, that it may go to a tie. The Red Wings, however, still stand at sixth worst in the NHL and fourth worst in the Eastern Conference. The Canucks are are the worst in the Western Conference. And of course, and then you got the Braves beating the Tigers three to two in Grapefruit League action. So that is all the Michigan Sports Truth material for tonight on the special report edition, episode three. Now it's time for Lewis Tenor's National Sports Report. Louie, take it away. You got it, Taylor. All right, first we go to the ice. The Ducks um, shot the Flames 4 to nothing. The Coyotes over the Sabres 4-1. Um, rookie Keller set up two, sets up, uh, two goals to give the Coyotes the win. The Penguins over the Canadians 5-3. Crosby squats uh, a flying puck. <laughs> For a stellar goal to give them a 5-3 win. Squam like a bug. Okay. Uh, the Blues over the Bruins 2-1. In overtime, Schwartz scores both goals, including the game where in overtime, to give them the win. All right. So, now we've taken care of that. Let's go. Let's go to the standings. And they go like this. Leading off, as usual, in the... At the Eastern Conference and the Atlantic Division, the Lightning are now 50, 19, and 4 at 104 points. Boston just crossed the 100 point mark and a playoff berth with 45, 17, and 10. Leafs 
43, 23, and 7, 93 points. The Panthers, 81 points at 37, 27, and 7. Red Wings, 27, 35, and 11 at 65 points. The Canadians have now been eliminated at 64 points at 26, 36, and 12. Senators are 26, 35, 11, and 63. They're gone. And, of course, the Sabres are gone at 58 points at 23, 38, and 12. All right. Uh, we just had a finish in the NIT. I'll get to that a little bit later. Metropolitan Division, the Capitals lead the Metropolitan Division at 91 points, 42, 24, and 7. Penguins, 89 points at 42, 27, and 5. The Blue Jackets are 41, 28, and 5, 87 points. The Flyers, 86 points at 37, 25, and 12. The Devils are 37, 28, and 82 points. The Hurricanes are 73 points at 31, 31, and 11. Rangers are 32, 33, and 8, 72 points. And the Islanders are also at 72 points at 31, 32, and 10. Looks like a battle for that last wildcard spot, folks. In the Western Conference, the Predators lead the Central with 106 points at 48, 14, and 10. Jets are second at 44, 19, and 10, 98 points. 90 points of the Wild, 41, 24, and 8. Avalanche are 40, 25, and 8 at 88 points. Blues are at 85 points at 40, 28, and 5. Stars are 38, 28, and 8, 84 points. Still hanging in there. And the Blackhawks are eliminated at 69 points at 30. 35 and 9. I thought they were going to make it. All right. Well, no one's clinched yet in the Pacific Division, but the Golden Knights look like they're on their way at 99 points at 47, 21, 5. Sharks are 91 points at 41, 23, and 9. Ducks, 38, 24, and 12, 89 points. The Kings, 87 points at 40, 27, and 7. Flames, 80 points at 35, 30, and 10. Oilers are eliminated at 32, 36, and 5. Coyotes are eliminated at 61 points, 25, 37, and 11. And the Canucks are 25, 39, and 9, 59 points, and eliminated. All right. So, now let's check tomorrow's schedule. And we have a, no, the wild card first. All right, and. It should be coming more and more clearer now of who is going to get in and who is not going to get in. So we read the wildcard standings, and they read like this. In the East, Flyers are 86 points at 37, 25, and 12. And the Devils are 81 points at, uh, 82 points at 37, 28, and 8. The Panthers are right behind them, though, at 37, 27, and 7, 81 points. Hurricanes are 73 points at 31, 31, and 11. Rangers, 32, 33, and 8, 72 points. Islanders, 31, 32, and 10, also 72 points. Red Wings, 65 points at 27, 35, and 11. The Canadians are 26, 36, and 12, 64 points. 
Senators are 26, 35, and 11, 63 points. And 58 points are the Sabres at 21, 38, and 12. In the West, it is very close. The Avalanche are 88 points at 40, 25, and 8. The Kings are right behind them at 40, 27, and 7, 87 points. Blues are at 85 with 40, 28, and 5. Dallas is at 38, 28, and 80, 84 points. This is getting really good. Flames, 80 points at 33, uh, 35, 30, and 10. And further down the list are the Oilers at 32, 36, and 5, 69 points. Blackhawks are also 69 points at 30, 35, and 9. Coyotes, 25, 37, and 11, 61 points. And the Canucks, 25, 39, and 9, 59 points. Okay, so now let's go to tomorrow's schedule. And like I said, we have a slew of games, 10 in all. And we run down like this. All right, leading off your 7 o'clock games, the Lightning take on the Islanders, the Rangers take on the Flyers, the Coyotes take on the Hurricanes, and the Panthers take on the Blue Jackets. 7.30, Oilers take on the Senators, the Capitals take on your Red Wings. 8 o'clock, Leafs take on the Predators. 8.30, Canucks take on the Blackhawks. Both losers. 9 o'clock, Kings take on the Avalanche. At 10, the Golden Knights take on the Sharks. Okay. So now I'm taking care of all that. Now, let's go to the Hartwood. And we read it off. Like so. All right. In the game that just ended a little while ago, the Spurs over the Wizards, 98-90. Kelly... Auburn Jr., 21 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Marcus Aldridge, 27 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. Cavaliers edged the Raptors, 132 to 129. Kyle Lowry had 24 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. LeBron James had 35 points, 17 assists, and 7 rebounds. Sixers over the Grizzlies, 119-105. Devonta Davis had... 16 points, 11 rebounds, and 2 assists. Ben Simmons, 13 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. The Hornets over the Nets, 111-105. Dwight Howard, 32 points, 30 rebounds, and 1 assist. And it made history uh, with that. I'll explain a little bit later. D'Angelo Russell had 19 points, 5 assists, and 4 rebounds. Nuggets crushed the Bulls, 135-102. Paul Millsap had 22 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. Noah, 14 points, 8 rebounds, and 1 assist. And, um, oh yeah, then the Knicks, uh, the Heat over the Knicks, 119-98. Cantor had 23 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists. And Kelly Olnick, 22 points, 10 rebounds, and... Five assists. Oh dear. All right, we'll check the standings here. And they go this way. So 
All right, and we go starting with the Atlantic, the Atlantic Division, the Eastern Conference. The Raptors are 53 and 19, have a four and a half game lead with the Celtics at 48 and 23. Cavaliers are 10 and a half back at 42 and 29. Sixers are 40 and 30 at 12 back. Also 12 back are the Pacers at 41 and 31. The Wizards are 40 and 31 at 12 and a half back. The Heat are 39 and 33, 14 back. And the Bucks are 37 and 34, 15 and a half back. Further down the list, the Pistons are 32 and 39 at 20 and a half back. The Hornets are 31 and 41, 22 back. Knicks, which are out now, 26 and 46, 27 back. The Bulls are out with 24 and 47, 20 and a half back. The Nets are now 30 back, 23 and 49, a lost cause indeed. Magic are 31 and a half back, as well as the Hawks, both 31 and a half back at 21 and 50. In the Western Conference, Rockets now have a four-game lead at 57 and 14 over the over the Warriors at 53 and 18. Blazers. Are 13 back at 44 and 30 and 27. Thunder 43 and 30, 15 back. At 15 and a half back are the Pelicans and Spurs at 42 and 30. Wolves 41 and 31, 16 and a half back, and the Jazz are 17 back at 40 and 31. Further down below, the Nuggets, who are trying to fight for that last playoff spot, are. 39-33, 18 and a half back. Clippers are also trying to get in that last playoff spot. They're 38-33 at 19 back. Lakers are 31-39, 25 and a half back. Kings are 34 and a half back at 23-49. Forget it. Mavericks are 22-49, 35 back. No chance. Grizzlies, 19-52, 38 back. No way. And the Suns, who can't seem to see the light of day, are 19 and 53 at 38 and a half back. Worse than the NBA. Yes. Now they now they are. It was the Grizzlies for quite a while. I said the Suns won't see the light of day. Oh boy, that was bad. Okay. Now on to uh, today's schedule. Uh, later today, I should say. And we read it like this. Just a small handful of games tomorrow. And it's usually the case on Thursday, so we read like this. The Grizzlies will face the Hornets at 7. Also at 7, the Sixers face the Magic. 8 o'clock games, Pistons take on the Rockets. The Lakers take on the Pelicans. 8.30, the Jazz take on the Mavericks. And at 10 o'clock, the Hawks take on the Kings. The Sixers, Magic, and Hawks-Kings game will both be on NBA TV at 7 and 10. Just for those of you keeping track at home. All right. Um, and, of course, we had the NIT you know, quarterfinals continue tonight, and one game just ended just a little while ago. And I'll read it down like this. First up, um, in the game where we're just watching, Utah over St. Mary's in overtime, 67-58. Tyler 
Rawson, 17 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist. Jacques Landau, 16 points, 15 rebounds, and 2 assists. Mm. Shock. Uh, Western Kentucky over Oklahoma State, 92-84. Holmes McGuigle, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist. Walters, Waters, the third, 9 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. The Sweet 16 uh, returns tomorrow, begins tomorrow, so we'll run it down this way. Going to the 22nd of, of March, and it reads like this. Starting off at 7, Loyola Chicago, the Cinderella team, faces Nevada at 7.07. Immediately following that will be what, 717, 737, Texas A&M takes on the Michigan Wolverines. Your late games will be Kansas State taking on Kentucky. That's approximately 937. And at the nightcap, Florida State takes on Gonzaga at just after 10 o'clock. And I believe there are no NIT games, so we'll just leave it at that. All right, now on to today's news topics. And we read it down this way. All right, the Florida Panther, uh, the Carolina Panthers' um, bidding war has now skyrocketed to a price of 2.5 billion dollars. That, according to Bloomberg, that's reported yesterday. But Frantix uh, Fanatics owner Michael Rubin is now out of the running. He says he's not willing to pay that high of a price, sources told ESPN. Rubin uh, is willing to go higher than his original bid. However, sources tell ESPN he remains interested in what he considers the right price, according to the source. Uh, that spoke on the condition the anonymity the because the building, the bidding process is is confidential. Oh boy. Right, uh Banner Ginobili said Kawani Leonard probably will not return this season from his quad injuries. He was due to return earlier this month. Um but the team continues to list him as out on the injury report. A component was called a return from injury management. Sources told Greg Popovich uh, that he did not put a timeline uh, for Leonard's return and has not been cleared yet by doctors as of yet. Spurs guard Patty Mills said nothing has changed and we hope to have him back. Uh, he told the team he's taking control of what he can control in rehab and injury-wise, but we are focusing on what we can do to get him back on the court because we have to move on. We are a very important part of the season. We need to attack this part of the season with everything we've got and not having everything weighing in on us. Papa says that he's got to be cleared by the staff until he gets, until a decision can be made. Once he returns, once he gets cleared, I guess it's done to discuss when his return will be. But there isn't much time. 
Got a few hockey notes here. That's not good as the Carolina Hurricanes say defenseman Brent Pierce and forward Victor Rask are apparently done for the season with shoulder injuries. Team spokesman Mike Sydenham announced the injuries yesterday. The Panthers recall Ronald McKinnon from Charlotte on an emergency basis. Penn says three goals and 16 assists on the season and is a key part of the Panthers' rebuilding process. His six-year, $24 million deal begins next season. Rask has 17 assists and 14 goals on the season. Golden Knights goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury took a shot off his mask in the first period at last night's game against the Canucks and did not return to the game against the Canucks. Uh, Knights coach Gerald Gallant, uh, Gallant said he had no update on, on Fury, who exited the game. Fury missed 25 games this season with a concussion and was replaced by Malkin Suppen. Uh, he started the second period. Kings are in second in the West with 99 points. So they are fighting for something. All right. Uh, got a media note here for you. Um, they might find some of you might find this interesting that the Indy 500 will move to NBC in 2019 after being on ABC since the dinosaur era. Okay, the last 56 years. Uh, this is part of a new agreement between IndyCar and the NBC Sports Group. Terms of the deal, though, have not been discussed at this time. And I don't know if anybody cares about this, but the Fox Sports Network will become the new home of the Professional Bowlers Tour Association beginning in 2019. And they'll have a number of matchups in their tournament beginning next uh, next year. All right. Um, Women's basketball legend Nancy Lieberman will serve as head coach in the Big Three uh, League this year. She replaces Clyde Drexler, who will become commissioner of the league. Lieberman was coach of the Texas Legends, uh, what was known as the D League, which is now the G League, and she became the first woman coach to a men's pro league. And later on, become and assistant coach for the Sacramento Kings. Lieberman first became interested in the Big Three uh, last season when Rick Barry invited, invited her to attend games near her Dallas home. At first, she was offered tickets. Then Barry suggested she sit on the bench with him as an assistant coach. Lieberman has had quite a career. For those of you who remember, uh, she won... Two uh, titles at Old Dominion. She was a silver medalist in the 1976 Summer Games at Montreal. Played against the men in the USBL. And had two stints in the WNBA when she entered at 39 and 50 and entered the Basketball Hall of Fame in 1986. Uh, by the way, the team she is coaching is Team Power. Might bring that up. Yeah, I often refer to her as the first lady of of basketball. All right, Titans defensive back 
Kevin Beinart got into a uh, Twitter war with Deion Sanders. Um, who, who now, and of course, Sanders now works for the NFL Network as an analyst. The argument was about who was the top safety in the NFL. Sanders gave that honor to Tyron Matthew. Later, there was a debate that was fueled by opinion that turned rather nasty when Sanders called Bynard a fan in response. Bynard told ESPN this morning, uh, yesterday morning now, I asked Sanders a simple question on who was the best safety in the NFL, and he threw me aside like I was, well, nothing. He put a big chip on my shoulder. I come from a situation where I had been ignored my whole life, being a two-star prospect, having maybe five other offers coming out, broke every record of my school, and I was still talked about being a day three draft pick or undrafted guy. In two years, I'm all pro and a pro bowler. The Titans safety said Sanders the Titans safety that said he and Sanders tweet uh, save as a lock as a lock screen on his phone for motivation. <laughs> you call it motivation? Okay. All right. First up, uh, Washington Nationals second baseman Daniel Murphy says he probably won't be ready by opening day as he recovers from microfractured surgery on his right knee. Murphy had the surgery in mid-October. He started taking bang practice about a week ago. Over the past few days, has incorporated incorporating a lateral movement and on high ground ball work. He has not seen any game action this spring. Training was hope training and was hoping rehab would be a much faster process. Although Murphy has not been officially ruled out for opening day, manager Dave Martinez says he is prepared for it. So it's probably not gonna happen. It's now it is now a week away. All right. Uh Buffalo Bills wide receiver Zay Jones was arrested in LA and charged with felony Damaged the property after an incident involved his brother, who is Vikings uh, receiver uh, Caleb Caleb Jones. This happened on Monday night in an apartment building. The Bills are aware of the incident involving Jones. The Bills sent a statement, but they are still gathering information and have no further comment at this time. Officer Luis Garcia said Jones was breaking glass windows and doors when officers arrived at the apartment building. He was arrested on suspicion of felony vandalism. Jones was booked on Tuesday morning, and the bail was set at $20,000. Jones is being held at the USC Medical Center. Police told ESPN that Jones has a court appearance on April 11th. TMZ posted the incident on Tuesday. Um, a man is off camera saying, I'm going to fight for Jesus. Then Jones emerges into the hallway as his brother tried to stop him. Zay, who was naked as a jailbird, uh, then runs past his brother, <laughs> naked as a jailbird, and a scream was heard. 
TMZ posted the, the videos of the shower windows and a hallway where blood was seen. Oof. Vikings uh, did not reach a comment with ESPN. Uh, reached out to Jones with a second-round draft pick selection for the Bills in 2017. He had 27 receptions, 316 yards with two touchdowns. Caleb was on the practice squad of the Vikings and was signed to a futures contract. Oh, boy. Uh, Cavaliers guard Kyle Culver has been was excused from last night's game against the Raptors due to the death of his brother, Kirk, who died on Tuesday. Kirk was the youngest of the four Culver brothers who all played basketball at either the college level or above. Kirk finished his career at the University of Missouri in 2013-14 with 597 points and 267 rebounds in four seasons with the Kangaroos. Um, the cause of death is not known at this time. What a shame. And it was the youngest, too. That makes it even more sad. All right. Uh, Richard Sherman uh, met with Bay Area Media on Tuesday to clear up negative assessments of his deal with the 49ers and that's why I had a chance to negotiate. It's Sherman, who acted as his own agent, said, I think a lot of times in our league that the I have the ability to do that and have the ability to structure their own deals and take advantage of their own destiny. Sherman said, there are great agents in the game that take care of the players and make sure that once the players are out, they're their plane is, with their finances, or whatever else the case may be. Then there are agents who negotiate a deal in 2006 and don't talk to them again until like 2010. And that's what Sherman said he was trying to avoid. I come with a bit of myself. Uh, last night we had the Knights of the Canucks 4-1 and the Sharks were over the Devils 6-2, which explains how they're slipping in the wild card spot. And the Pistons trashed the Suns 115 to 88. I'll say it was trash. That was bad. Yeah. Uh, Okay, now about that uh, history making performance, Charlotte Hornets center Dwight Howard did something uh, late last night, now, or this morning, that was only done once before in the past 36 years. With a rebound in the final seconds of the 111-105 victory over the Nets. Howard finished with 32 points and 30 rebounds to become the first player since 2010 and just the second time since the 81-82 season to have a 30-30 game. The last player to do this was Kevin Love back in 2010 with the Timberwolves. He had 31 points and 31 rebounds in a win against the New York Knicks. And just a second since the 81-82 season to have a 30-30 game. The last player... Oh. Yeah, it gets the Knicks. Love took the Twitter 
to congratulate Howard and welcome him into the club in very, very rare company. Prior to that, the previous 30 for 30 player belonged to Moses Malone, who notched 38 points and 32 rebounds in a 1982 game. Howard's monster performance came on a night when Charlotte rallied from a 23-point deficit to get the win. At 6'11", Howard had a competitive advantage on the boards and in the post in last night's game, as Brooklyn did not play anyone taller than 6'8". Yes, folks, sometimes size does matter. Uh, Ever been a part of something like that? Hornets teammate Kimball Walker said of Howard's outing, it was incredible. Yes, it was incredible to see those kinds of numbers and be a part of it. It was crazy, I'll say. So, what inspired Howard's, Howard's big night? Well, apparently a text message from a friend. I just brought that my I just brought that my energy and effort wasn't where it needed to be for our team to be successful. Howard said on how he played the first half of Wednesday's win. Got a text message. Got a text message at halftime. Somebody and it kind of gave me motivation and gave me some extra energy. Well, apparently something worked because uh, you don't see games like that every day. I mean, unreal. Thirty for thirty for thirty. Hmm. That could be an ESPN. Uh, Documentary special. Oh, that was bad. All right. So, uh, just a one more note here concerning the Yankees. Uh, he said Stanton is ready for New York City scrutiny. Gee, I wonder what he means by that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how the New York media can be. Stanton says he's prepared for the scrutiny that he will attract during his first season with the New York Yankees. Um, the good times will be magnified, and so will the bad. The Slugger said uh, yesterday, the fans expect a lot, and I expect a lot too. Stanton won the National League MVP last year after leading the major leagues with 59 home runs and 132 RBIs for the Marlins. He was traded in December by Miami's new ownership group to the Yankees, a team that lost the World Series to the Houston Astros. Oh, I'm sorry. Lost the Yankees in the Game 7 of the American League Championship Series against the Houston Astros last year. New York opens this season at Toronto on March 29th, then hosts Tampa Bay beginning April 2nd. It's going to be an exciting new year for me, that's what he said. He's going to be enticing. It's going to be an enticing opening up for both places in New York and Toronto. Dan enjoyed playing in New York when it, while he was with the Marlins. Mostly that was against the Mets. Baseball is number one, Stan said. New York is something special when you go there. Being in the city, being in that city is a difficult feeling, and the greatest city in the world. Stanton said he understands the Yankees focused on accountability. 
Amen to that. You've got you got to own up to your performance to what you say and what you did not say, Stan said. That's how it should be, and I like it. Stan, who during 28 November is ready to take a leadership role when required. Well, let's see how you step up to the game, pal. Uh, he said there are things on the team that need to be addressed. There are things one or two guys need to be addressed, Stan said. It depends on the situation. The situation presents itself on how you handle it. We'll just see what happens when they um, take the field a week from now. All I can say that is good luck. All right, so um, I believe that concludes my notes for the evening, so I'll turn it back over to you. All right. It's episode three of the Michigan Sports Truth Special Report Edition. We'll have a post game tomorrow night at midnight. Ed Smith's going to probably join us. So, until then, for Lewis Tenor, I'm Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Follow Michigan Sports Truth on Twitter at Michigan underscore Truth. And like its Facebook page, the Michigan Sports Truth. DTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. Good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.